This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. Hope. We record the podcast every Wednesday. You guys hear it when you hear it. Remember to follow the podcast on all the social media platforms. Twitter and Instagram are the main ones. Have hope. Where can people follow you before we get going? You can follow the kid at um, halfofootballhot.com. Mm. Uh, my writing is at Off Target. Carl's at The Athletic. Um, I guess that's it. I was on Black Power Media earlier today. Oh, wow. Discussing uh, African football with my hair Mazahi, who's that's my guy. Um, so yeah, go check that out. I'll probably put a link in the description. People asked in the comments, when is Daniel going to bring HH to the show? Huh? It's, it's oh, basically oh, sorry, that show. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's basically about football, politics, basically everything we talk about. Wait, 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 wait. How, wait so, how the hell do they know me? Because there are people who listen to me and know me from oh, here. Oh, yeah, okay. So they're like, well, where's HH? Oh, okay. So anyway, I le- I saw two comments. Let me not say people, yeah, yeah. but one, two people in the comments were like, "Where's HH?" Um, doing whatever he's up to. That's the that's the answer. But anyway, um, so where where are we where are we starting this week? Might as well start with the Chelsea man. Uh oh. Up the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. <laughs> That's where we ended last week. That's where we ended last week. So I guess there's some continuity. So you so so you can't beat Middlesbrough, bro? Here's the thing. Your team can't beat Middlesbrough. Chelsea Football Club, they are losing this tie. Now. Not us. We are looking okay, fine. Us. We're we're losing this tie. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at you. You see, no, we are currently losing this tie right now. <laughs> and you can say to yourself that it's, it's quite embarrassing that you're even in a situation where mm. you are losing. So that's in itself is crazy that you're losing to, to, to Middlesbrough. But my thing though is there's still a second leg to, to go. And so let's see how everything ends up. It's, it's bad. But at the end of the day, Poch can always say that we ha- we're not out yet. We haven't lost yet. There is still a second left to go. There's still 90 minutes to, to go. 
and Cole Palmer had three clear chances where on a normal day he would switch score those chances. So you have to look at it in perspective of where, yeah, like Chelsea sh- should have been up four or five in the, in the first half. So you just have to just wait and see what happens in the in the second half. So sorry, in the in the second leg. Second leg. But the thing though is a greater point is we we know who Poch is. The greater point is you've spent a billion and you, and you don't have a, a, a finisher. And your only strikers are Nico Jackson and Amanda Broja after spending a billion. The midfield still doesn't work. Gallagher, Enzo, and Caicedo simply do, um, doesn't work. Sterling is finished. Sterling is fit in 2024. To still be utilizing Raheem Sterling is, is a criminal offense. It's a criminal offense to still be playing Raheem Sterling in big 2024. So my thing is, we, we've, we've been here before. It, Pochettino, Pochettino is not the issue. It's the ownership. Because who hired... Pochettino did not hire himself. They hired him. And you know who Poch is. Okay? Like, with all due disrespect, he's essentially a loser. <laughs> he is essentially a loser. So the moment he was hired, you knew what time it was. Where, okay, develop the displays and vibe out. So this guy's saying, oh, Poch this, Poch that one, Poch that. Like, mate, shut up. What, what, what are you talking about? Unless you're saying Clear Lake out, I don't want to hear any, 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 any of that Poch out crap. Because <laughs> you, you suck Poch, a clone will just be hired. Mm. You're just, they'll just hire. There is a particular direction they want to go with this club. Mm-hmm. And there are particular managers that they, that they want to bring in to be able to... Um, take that club into that particular direction. And mm. that's what it's about. So if so the ownership and everything, do you think they give a damn whether Chelsea lost the, the first leg? No. They're here for business. So do you think that, oh my God, blah, blah. So is this a case of where like Abramovich is coming through? No, like, because they're like, okay, you know, we are top half of the, of the table, better than 12th. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, semi-final. Okay, there's still a second leg to go. But because when you're just here for the money, as long as the team isn't doing horrendous, which is what they were doing last season where they were horrendous, then like, fine. So you have to target the root cause and the root issue, which is up, which is up top. That's what you have to do, so, you know. All right, so I'm looking at the, the ties that Chelsea were drawn into before this Middlesbrough game. In the in the in the League Cup, mm. so they played at home against Wimbledon. They played at home against Brighton. They played at home against Blackburn. They played at home against Newcastle, and their first game away was this Middlesbrough game. So, Chelsea have had a relatively easy run. Uh, the hardest game there is Brighton, who are relatively even with Chelsea in terms of their their talent and performance over the course of the year. Um, you One might even say Brighton is a bit better, but Chelsea have beaten them the last two times they've played, so there's that. Um, they've had an easy run with, with these fixtures in particular. Um, I'm not saying that Middlesbrough away should be some hard fixture or whatever, but Chelsea have enough talent to beat Middlesbrough, who are middle of the championship. But they haven't been tested. 
in, at least in the competition. So let's see what happens in the second leg. I hear the idea of, you know, it's halftime of the tie, so don't go overboard just yet. Mm. Um, that being said, it's not, it's not in any way a great result, and you don't want to go back home needing to do something. Yeah. Even though, even though that psychology could be ultimately beneficial, where you know we have to go there and play for 90 minutes, that could end up being a good thing. Um, but that's not what you want against Middlesbrough. My point here is, do I, as a kind of recovering Chelsea fan, do I want Clear Lake to be able to lift a trophy? Because to your point, if the problem here is the people in charge have no idea what they're doing, and that leads to problems both at managerial level and at playing level, Anything that justifies the project will be used as a way to entrench and buttress the Clear Lake position, which would then make it harder for Todd Bowley and Egbali and all of those guys to leave, which I think is ultimately what Chelsea need if they want to progress. I don't think Chelsea are going to win a Champions League, a Premier League or whatever with these people in charge. The foundation they've laid has been horrible. So unless you're saying you need to spend another billion or two to redo the mistakes from the first time and you need to sack your third coach or second coach, but we'll include Lampard, your third coach. Actually, no, they sack Tuchel, they sack Potter, they let go of Lampard. If you need to sack Potts, that's four. If that's the idea that everything has to change again, then these people clearly don't know what they're doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't have needed to do all that in the first place. If they win a trophy, have hope, what does that do for them? It makes them, oh, shit, everything's working. Look, we have silverware. I, I don't think that's a net positive for Chelsea. I would rather they lose to Middlesbrough. That would then make the situation so untenable that something would have to change. Heighten the contradictions, as, as many so, might so, say. So let me, okay, so let's, 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 let's play it out. Mm. Sanford Bridge, they lose the tie. So let's, let's say it ends up like 1-1. And they go out. What do you think happens? Ultimately, nothing. I think people make a big hoodoo and mm -hmm. potch out, potch out, potch out, mm -hmm. but nothing ultimately happens. Um, but my point is that can be one step. We need steps. It's never going to be just like, bam, they're gone. But it things need to progress in a way to where Clear Lake go. Clearly. <laughs> no, 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 no pun intended, but clearly they have to go. But how you maneuver this and you kind of get a glazer situation where somebody else comes in and takes a piece and whatever else, I'm already, I'm at that point to where, at, and, and I feel this energy from you, and I, I think I'm with you. I don't need to talk about what's on the pitch or the manager level anymore. It's a disgrace. It's obvious to see by the, the points, the lack of goal scoring, the position in the table. Just the style of everything about the club speaks for, speaks for itself. I don't need to. So then the question becomes, well, what do you do about that? For me, I guess the only thing I can do is advocate from whatever platform that I have. And I would suggest all other recovering or supposed Chelsea fans do the same that clear like need to go. Un unless you've seen something in the past almost two years now that has shown you these people are capable of taking your football club to where you think it should be and where it has been relatively recently, um, which I haven't, mm. then they clearly need to go. 
So let's make this as bad as possible. Now, the the the, the one question would be. <laughs> If Chelsea got relegated, would they sell? Like, does it have to get that bad? I don't know how bad it has to get. But I can tell you that Chelsea are not going to reach the objectives that the fans have and should have and have had for a long time with these people in charge. So I don't want Pochettino to win a trophy. I, like, that would be the worst thing that could happen. It would, it would almost... Do you, do you remember the FA Cup between Arteta and Lampard? Yeah. Could you imagine if, if Lampard won that final? <laughs> yeah. He'd still be here. We'd be in League Two, but, he'd, but they'd still be there. No, Look at me. We're talking about we. Yeah, I think no, the reason why I disagree is because I think, like, I don't... You're a fan still. Like, you still want to see good things happen. No, so, so, so for me, I don't... A trophy or no trophy, I don't think it's, it's, it changes course. So, because then, I say, if you play... So if, if, let's say, if, let's say, a trophy isn't won... Unless Chelsea are fighting relegation, Pochettino will remain. So, win a trophy or not win a trophy, he'll still remain. And, and look, let's use an example. Ten Hag. Hmm. Third and the, the, the Karabuki. So, people will say, wow, third and the Karabuki based on where from. Oh, that's now great and, and, and amazing. How much is that really helping him so far this season? We don't know. If he didn't have last season, we finished third and we had a trophy, he might be already gone. But because he has some level of credit, at least in his mind, that he can use within the club internally, that might be a little bit of leverage that's keeping him in a position that we think he should be gone from. You know what I mean? I'm looking at fans. Mm Because I thought your idea is fans. is like, if, if let's say... But instead of wins the Carabao Cup, fans will be like, yeah, but let's win a trophy, man. No, we're not trophy, you know what I'm saying? We're going to go a trophy, you know what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying? But that's trophy that Ten Hag won, the Karabuki isn't saving him from the fan base. Because there is pretty much a large consensus that yeah, yeah, now now they, we are in we are in in in, in complete free fall. We're in, in complete free fall. And also, and also my thing is this is also as well, it's like, what kind of Chelsea fan are you? If you're truly celebrating a Carabao Cup, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> then, because look, a trophy is a trophy, but it's the side chick to the side chick to the side chick trophy in terms of um, hierarchy of trophies. Like, it's the cheapest trophy you can win. It's the cheapest Bro, trophy you can win. We went to, well, when, when we were in London, we went to the Chelsea shop. Uh, the 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 Champions League trophy looks legit. Yeah, the Europa nice. League trophy looks really looks nice. Really nice. To yeah. be fair, the League Cup and the FA Cup, those things look like plastic. Wait, 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 wait. Was, the, was the League Cup there as well? I think yeah. Okay, okay. They had four of them. If I have the if I have it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah the FA Cup and I think the League Cup. Maybe I'm thinking of the FA Cup. Hmm. It might be, but what whatever those domestic cup trophies they look small and irrelevant. Like you could fit like a can of soup in them. Like mm. they're not cups really. Or maybe they are cups, like actual cups. Nevertheless, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's good if Chelsea win a trophy now. I actually don't. Because then Pochettino, oh, our, pro- our project is progressing and we're playing. He said against Middlesbrough that Chelsea played well, that they played good, that they, were, they, that they didn't uh, finish their chances. <laughs> I'm like, what chances did you create? You didn't create any chances. You had opportunities, but opportunities and chances are different things in the way that football oh, no, managers no, but it, it is scary that you were really in a game with a team that's a division below you. 
they gave you a game. <laughs> okay, how about how about this thought experiment? Mm. And let's end Chelsea here. If Chelsea started the season in the championship, do you think they would make it out? You mean with this manager in the same squad? Yes. Same squad, same players. You put them in the lower division. Do you think they're in the top two automatic in the four that go to the playoff? Like probably not. I, I no. think I, I think they would be a playoff team in the championship. No, no, play, like, no playoff team, playoff team. I don't think no. They they wouldn't make top two. Especially, but I couldn't guarantee you they get automatic relegation at this point. What is it? I said I couldn't guarantee you that they get automatic promotion. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Honestly speaking, I'll put money down that they don't get top two. That at best third fourth, third fourth, because the team they, it's it's a mess. Like you can see that the team has no chemistry. Like the team has no chemistry, and my thing that it doesn't matter the talent and individuals you have. Individuals can only take you so far. Over mm. forty-two games, you have to have chemistry. Like individual talents can't win you those forty-two games. Like when Juve went down to Serie B. Do you think mm. that because they had individuals, that's how they got up? No. Okay, yes, Del Piero was there and everything, but Deschamps still had to make them play as a team and still have chemistry. So you can have all the individual talents you want. When there's that off day, which is what Chelsea had against Middlesbrough, and you don't have that chemistry to fall back on, you lose. <laughs> so yeah, no, they ain't getting automatic promotion, which, which, which is actually disgusting to say, but no. <laughs> and, just, and just to put a bow on it, Liverpool today went down to Fulham. Willian scored in the 20th minute, and they were in a similar position against better opposition, meaning mm. Liverpool compared to Chelsea. Liverpool found a way to score two goals at home, and they won the game. So now they're in a position to go to London and nil-nil or any general result, um, and they go through. Chelsea have work to do, and that's just to play Liverpool in a final that you'll lose. So <laughs> the result is bad and what it says about where Chelsea are headed is bad. Um, I don't need to worry about Chelsea winning a trophy because I know they won't beat Liverpool even in the case that they do get over this, you know, blip if you want to call it, but I don't think so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Is there anything in the club game that we need to touch before we discuss the Africa Cup of Nations? Have you had to hear this Osimhen news? No. So, um, Kivicha's um, agent, 
put out a statement saying that, um, pretty much just to summarize, so, you, okay, um, Osimi had a new contract. Do you really believe that he's going to honor that contract and stay? And he says, I can already tell you, which is weird, because how do you know? I can already tell you that he's going to go to Saudi Arabia this summer. And he then says that, see, Kivicha, he, even if they offered him a billion, he wouldn't take it because he only wants to play for Real Madrid, Bayern and Man City. He's not driven by money. And Osimhen's... Okay, you know what? Let me read you Osimhen's response because it's actually better if I read it word for word. <laughs> Dear Mamuka Jigeli, I call him Jog because I, I have to disrespect him. So I'm, I'm calling him Jog because we just disrespect him. Dear Mamuka Jigeli, a.k.a. Jog, you are a piece of filth and a disgrace. I'm embarrassed at your sense of reasoning. Dumb fuck. Keep <laughs> my name out of your mouth. All in caps, three exclamation marks. You will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that was it. it. That was it. So dumb fuck. Oh shit. Okay. So what's the larger point here? The larger that, point is Kivicha's agent is a Kivicha's freaking moron. agent is trying to angle for the same contract or similar terms from Napoli as Osaman just received under the pretense that. I'm more loyal and I won't leave? No, 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 no. The no, larger point here is you're, you're, you're an idiot. That, that's, because my thing, though, is we already know how valuable Kivich is, so what he gets is what he's, he's going to get. And there's nothing... You, this can only do harm. How does it help Kivich? Because this now creates a rift in the dressing room. It's now puts more pressure on Kivich because now it's like, oh, so Kivich is amazing. Let's see how good he truly is. It probably now pushes Osime more closer to the exit door. Napoli are now in free fall. They got Larynx and Lara Crofted in their last game without Osime, who's with um, the Super Eagles. How does this help the situation? So if I'm Kivicha, I'd be pissed off. If I'm Matsari, the manager, I'd be pissed off because you are now destroyed the dress room. How many now? Because Osime now coming back, it's harsh to say guilty by association. But what is he supposed to think when he first sees Kukivice now? When your agents put that out there, so it's 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 it's, it's going to be on it's going to be on Kavicha to message yes, there we Victor go. There we personally go. and say, look, this had nothing to do with me. My agent was just talking. He's an idiot. I don't know if I can fire him at the moment, but when you get back from Afcon, we'll go out for dinner, and it's on me, or just something along those yeah. lines to where. There's no riff, but if then he that's doesn't, if, if he's not proactive and he lets it fester, oh, it could yeah. end up being a big problem when Victor comes back. And as you say, Napoli are in no position for more controversy because champions last season and they've had a complete, as you say, free fall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to have to be on Kavita. That's your representation. If he steps out of line, you got to speak up. But, but, but you see here, there's a, an even larger, larger point. Okay. Let's say it's true. That he wants to go to Saudi purely for the money. So? So? <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. jinx. <laughs> so, Saudi money. he's built an, a hospital, loads of stuff, and I'm sure he's going to do even more with the money here. You see, I used to call Oscar a bomb loser. Look what we did. I was young. I was immature, <laughs> and I wasn't thinking about life. I was like, oh, man, you're going during your peak. You don't really care about football. You're a loser. That's my immaturity speaking. I'm older. I'm wiser. I am more mature. 
life comes before football. So he goes to Saudi Arabia now, earns crazy money in one year, goes back to Lagos, goes to Ikeja, goes to Yaba, and completely improves the roads, improves the housing, builds up some schools, builds up a football academy. That is worth more than 3 billion World Cups, 3 billion Ballon d'Ors, 3 billion Champions Leagues. <laughs> so, okay, okay, yeah, give it, yeah, you look about, yeah, cool, that's for you, <laughs> good. But you go there for the money, fine. Club players are mercenaries, bro. Don't talk to me about loyalty in club football. No, no, please no. Make your money. Hopefully, use your money to help um, less fortunate people in your country. And that's a dub. That's a dub. Mm. I'm trying to look up. <laughs> <laughs> like Oscars, I think they says he earns 28 mil a year. And he's been in China for a, a quite a while. So not to pocket watch, but would you rather be, I don't know, who's a Brazilian midfielder? I don't, would you rather be like Jorginho? You were top. I, I know he plays for Italy, but he was born in Brazil. Um, would you rather be someone like that who you top three in the Ballon d'Or? You could say you've Champions League winner. You could say I've had a really good career here, blah, 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 blah. And then you go back home and the people are, I don't know if this is his situation, but let's imagine it is. Like you go back home, you're playing for Italy, but they send you back on a break or whatever. You go to Brazil and it's just like, man, I wish I had more to do here. But then you look at Oscar and it's like, I could have stayed at Chelsea too, but I went to China. They were paying me all this money and now I'm able to help in, in some different ways. I feel like when you put life, the, the, the more... Soci socioeconomic perspective mm. of what money can do for people. I don't know how you could blame anybody seriously for prioritizing the well-being of your family, of, of yourself, your community above a trophy. Yeah. That really ultimately doesn't mean anything except the the significance that people put onto it. Um the, the the thing is, there's no one out there really who cares about your family the way you do, but there are thousands of people who have a superficial caring of what this football club can do for them and their mental well-being. So they want you to help them yeah. feel good about themselves rather than do what's best for you and your family, because whatever. We don't care about you and your family. We want no, Chelsea no, no, to no, win. No, we no, want Madrid to win. Blah, blah, blah. Example. So, and, and, and Pele even said it, like, there's no loyalty in, in club football. You're kissing the badge of a team one season, kissing the badge of another team one season. So, you're playing for Liverpool now. They love you. You're an idol. You're... Sorry. Let me even make a better example. Figo. Barca. They love you. You're a legend. Blah, blah. You make a move to Real Madrid. Pig's head. They hate you. You're a villain and everything. <laughs> so, people can... Fan football fans are very fickle. They can love you. One time you think they are, you're like a god, another time you are next to a Satan, you're like a devil. And should you have loyalty to a football club? I think no. The moment you tear your ACL, you tear your hamstring, they're already looking for your next replacement. No, no, no. no. It's, 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 you see, it's, it depends. If you're Totti and this is your hometown, you've supported this club your whole life, you have a deep connection to it, then that's different. But those are very rare cases like Gerard, Maldini, Totti, Philip Lam. 
Well, actually, no, Lama, I'm not sure who's about, but specifically Maldini, Totti, mm. Gerard. Those yeah, are very those specific are like things. One, two, three in a generation yeah. that are one man clubs and they embody what it means to be that particular place. I would ask someone who thinks along, those, along that line, how many Rome, Romans, like people born in Rome, Italy, did Totti play with? or come up with in his youth career, probably 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, somewhere there. How many of them had to go to the wayside because the club brought in somebody else because they had an injury? Tati is the is an exception, uh. but he's not the rule. He would have, in his experience, he would have been exposed to so many people. John Terry, uh, or actually it's a different one with John Terry because he wasn't raised from the place, but let's say Steven Gerrard in Liverpool. How many Liverpoolians or whatever the thing is, would he have seen had to go elsewhere because they weren't able to cut it at Liverpool? He would have seen a lot of people who didn't come through the academy and had to go their own way or didn't even make it in the game. Those people are ones where if an offer comes from somewhere else, I'm not, I, just because I'm from Liverpool and I like Liverpool and they've done X, Y, Z for me, I don't need to stay here. The only, the only real case I can think of is Messi and Barca. Mm-hmm. Cause they gave him the drugs that he needed to be who he became. <laughs> Wait, did you did you just say drugs? <laughs> Allegedly, okay. HGH wasn't it? <laughs> you said it. I didn't say it. You said it. I didn't say it. Yeah. But like, like that example of like, we see your talent and we'll help you medically. All right, like I, you're indebted to them because you wouldn't be there without them. But Osiman, his loyalty to Napoli when they put, I mean. Do we need to go through all of the examples of him being on pie, on chicken? They're making chicken things <laughs> cake, of him. They're cake, making cake, cake of yeah. him with like the chocolate nuts. cake. Like, yeah, they don't care, or they don't they don't care to care. Mm. So if Saudis paying money, or if Liverpool, or if United, or Chelsea, or Arsenal, or United, I said United, Real Madrid, mm. or somebody need a striker, go. And the moment Kavicha tears his hamstring, knock on wood, or messes up his ACL, or gets in trouble with the law, or whatever, Napoli will drop him like a stone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't think players should have loyalty to football clubs. If clubs oh, no, no, don't no, no, have no, 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 most presidents, not like you don't, you don't owe the club anything. Like, it's a job, which is why I've always been. That's why I'm so excited in the next few days for Afcon. Like, 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 basically, even when you see me do the reviews, you can you can tell the excitement I have whenever it's like a Euros and Afcon and thinking because that's the last realness in football. Because your country, first of all, once you play, is it three or four games? That's it. You you can't change. Second thing, this is you. This is your upbringing. This is who you are. So for me, it's like Chelsea is really Zola. Really, it's Zola. Okay. I wasn't born in freaking Hamilton or anything, so it's, it's Zola. <laughs> Nigeria is my values, how I view life, um, how I treat people, my upbringing, my culture, my personality. So many things of who I am as a person is tied to Nigerian culture. So as much as I hate the other freaking team, the team represents so much of who I am. And how I was brought up, because <laughs> I was brought up in Nigeria. So it's like, but for a club, it's a, it's a damn job. You're a mercenary. You're a, you're no. you're a, you're a glorified mech. So definitely, I think we can leave that one there. We'll be back with some African previews.
So how many dashikis did you bring back with you oh for my. your reviews? Well, did you see the, the, the picture that I posted? So my mom obviously knew that I was coming and got this guy to give me like a, a custom made, like, um, uh, so Nigerian, it's not really a dashiki, but it's like a, it's like a not, like, traditional Nigerian dress that, that I have. But that's like a pretty much like a premium thing so i had two of those that i have that i i brought back and there are another ones that's hopefully are, are going to be sent to me look my thing is look see i mean th- do you know why i like afghan and, and i'm sure you do why? i appreciate this africa is not a country it should be okay now that's ahead. that's for the other for the, for the other part but <laughs> do you know how people say like hey man i'm going to africa where hey i'm going to africa man oh you've been to africa the reason why I love that, which is why I, I just wish that they televised this in America. They do. But it's, you have to pay. But then, but then I just wish, okay, now I wish it was promoted more because this oh, is yeah. actually an educational exercise for specifically for people who just feel, oh, Africa is just one country. Because <laughs> when you're not looking at it, you're like, oh, wow. Guinea-Bissau, Guinea, Equatorial Guinea. And once you do that with the power of the insects, oh, why is it called Equatorial Guinea? Oh, why are they two Congos? Wikipedia, boom, 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 <laughs> colonialism, Belgium, people's hands getting cut off, put next to their kids, all that beautiful history. So it's a great exercise just to show that, no, no, like there is so much culture, there's mm. so much history that is put out there. So I just like it as, as like an education to people to know that, bro, like, you know, do your education. And also this isn't 1970. We're not in the 70s or 60s anymore. With a few clicks on the on your phone, forget your, on your phone, you can just read about. Oh, so this is the history of Ghana, of Nigeria, of um, Kenya, of South. All this history that you can find us, and you can find us about their colonial history and everything. So that's why I like it. You know. Yeah, like these days, you don't need a library card no. to learn. You just look up on your phone. Um, I'm a bit, I'm a bit there's there is no excuse. So <laughs> if you're looking at Afghanistan, are you looking at all these countries and? You can't bother typing, oh, Guinea-Bissau in Wikipedia, then, 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 then you're just being lazy and, and purposefully ignorant. So, <laughs> Purposefully. That's worse. Being willfully ignorant. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, made ignorant on purpose. Mm. That's, that's its own thing. But yeah, I think my favorite part of the AFCON is more like it's... It, the community building aspect of it, like whether it's in person, if you're watching the games or even on Twitter, there's like a certain set of football fans that actually do care about AFCON. Mm. And there are others who are incentivized. They they fear it in some ways because, oh, our African players are leaving. What's going to happen with Liverpool when Salah leaves? We're not going to be able to score goals. They don't care about Egypt. They're not going to watch Salah play in the AFCON. Oh, 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 wait, wait, is this what we don't mention Onana? We, well, we, we can get there when we talk about Cameroon. <laughs> um, but they, they don't care really about Salah's Egyptian performances. No. They care about how it affects their club. So Chelsea fans, we're not scoring goals. Jackson's going to Senegal. Not that he would help. But nobody's watching. I can't say nobody. There are Chelsea fans who don't care they're Chelsea fans who don't care about England. They just care about Chelsea. They definitely don't care about what's going on with Senegal. So within the Chelsea fan base, Liverpool, what, whatever club it is who has players going, you can see that people who actually care about African football and finding those pockets of community, I think are very fun and interesting. 
for me, I've never really needed the AFCON to investigate Africa and African countries. It helps, and it's just a good excuse to do so. Um, but that's me individualizing a larger point. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I always look forward to it. It's a matter of can you find the links in my case, because I'm not paying B in sport for one month of, of football, but no, you see, can see, always see, find the links. I was reading something. So. I, I, I need to be sure. Calf YouTube page said that they'd screen it. Their YouTube page. And I was like, are they you sure? Did, they did last time. Did they? In 21 or 19, like the COVID one. They streamed it on YouTube when people weren't in the stadium, I think. Um, or there was some level of restriction wherever it was being held. Um, but this one, I know it's being shown on Sky Sports. Yeah. It's being sport showed on BN in France, in probably DSTV, wherever. I'm not sure um, on the on the continent as, as such. But yeah, either way, for years, Supersport has carried it. I don't think they are this year. Um, but you no, no, always I, get the links from South Africa. Yeah, no, I, I so, you, see, growing up, <laughs> we'll be we'll be fine. This is, this is from back in the nineties. It was always Eurosport, mm, and that's why I always admired Eurosport. So you're like, oh, it's good on you. Like literally, we'd always, you know, we'd have like uh, Suya, Jolof, everything sitting down, and <laughs> boom, Eurosport. And Eurosport would show every single game. I was like, you know what? That's a good so this this guy's supposed to be like, oh bloody Africans, blah blah but Eurosports and this was for years. They'd carry Afghan and what and show every single Afghan game. You know, but obviously I don't know what happened to them. they lost their rights, but um So let's <laughs> let's pick out the the major teams, I would say. Mm. Um so we can start maybe with Morocco. They're high perhaps off of their semifinal at the World Cup. First African nation to make the semifinal. Um, they lost eventually to France. Interestingly, I think they lost to France in the only game where they played a back three or back five. All the other games they played four three three. They go against France. They think let's switch it up, and they lose. But they they were probably always going to lose that game. Um, or was it France? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was France. Yeah. Um, no, is it two 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 zero? I think no two zero two zero. It might be two zero. Yeah. I was thinking, didn't France play England? But that was in the quarterfinals. Um. But then the next game was was Morocco. So um, what do you think of Morocco's chances? We know, obviously, at Nessery, we know Ziyech, we know Amrabat. Like the, Morocco had Onahi, who's one of the more talented players, I think, on the continent, or should be. Um, Bono as well. Like they have players in, in each department. Um, Hakimi. I mean, the, the it list, list goes on and on. So I would say Morocco will definitely be favorites in the next one when they host. Um, but this one coming off the back of the World Cup, what do you think Morocco can do? I, I can only say they're not winning it. Semis max. I think that it's too easy to be like, oh, they got to the semis of the World Cup? Oh, they shall dip. No. No. Like, I just, like, I can only say right now that I think this is Salah's year. I think I think this this is Salah's year. Like Senegal, they did their thing. Boom! It's it's happened. Ghana is a mess. Algeria, they already did their thing as well. Cameroon, still not as strong we'll as we used to We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll go country. Well, no, yes, country. yeah. So, so I think no, for Morocco, no. I just don't. No, no. I don't. I don't. I don't see it's really pop popping up for them. I think they'll do well, but I just think they'll just come undone. Like maybe like on penalties mm. or, or something. Like in the quarters or the semis. 
So. so we have the host nation. Obviously, there's host nation taxes being held in Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast. Um, you know, I th- there's ob- there's an obvious soft spot at least for me when I whenever I think about Ivory Coast based on Didier Drogba, mm. Yaya Toure, Salomon Kalou. Um, but the team is not what it once was. Like that was a golden generation. Now, you know, you have the likes of Zaha who have switched nationalities. There's, doesn't Haller play for them? Sebastian Haller? Yeah, yeah. Um, who's reco- who just, who's recovered since from, I think, testicular cancer, who's probably in the squad. Mm. Um, what do you make of the host nation? How much, actually, this is a better question. How much do you believe in host nation tax in these tournaments? Because I do think there's something to it. It works for North Africans, not for anyone else. (laughs) Like, if you look at the record, most times, like, Tunisia is very average. They hosted it, I think, was it 20? Was was it? No, no, it wasn't 2012. It was 2002? No, 04. I think it was in 04. And they won it. Like, the North Africans do really well when it's in home soil. They do really well. Everyone else, eh, nah. I don't, I don't think it makes it, it makes that much of a a, a difference for like it, where West Africa and Central East South mostly but, West. But, but generally in international competition, whether it's a World Cup, Asia Cup, Copa America, did, let's just kind of leave the African continent for mm. a second, even though that's not the point. Um, do you believe in host nation tax, like in World Cups, for instance? <sighs> Th- or, 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 or like my, my the 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 larger question is Germany hosting in 2006 or mm. France hosting in 1998 you would think that just because they are who they are they would do well anyway yeah when you go to Saudi Arabia hosting in 8 years United States in 94 mm. and that, and the next one or Qatar in 22 Russia in 18 might be the best example do do teams who that aren't supposed to play well play better when they play at home I think they do. Oh no, no, no! They play better, but you would—they're still unlikely to win. So, if Germany are hosting, they have a greater chance to actually win the whole thing because they're already good already, and that home thing just boosts them up. But if, like, you're a South Africa or you're a Saudi Arabia or you're like a Russia, you play well, you do well, but you're but you're you're still not going to win it because as much as that home tax can just make you play better, quality Mm. is still is still quality. So it only works for. That's Italy, Germany, Brazil, Argentina. That's already good as a base. That home nation that takes into a whole other level. So, mm. no, I'm looking at the Ivory Coast squad, and they have players we know. So Sebastian Haller, uh, Nico Pepe, uh, Sekou Fofana, Jeremy Boga, Jean-Michel Seri, uh, Frank Kessie, Max Gradle is still in the team at oh, 36. Wow. Um, you know, in defense, there's Serge Aurier, Willaboli. Um, Indica, who plays at Roma, um, their weak spot, as long as I've been alive, is a goalkeeper. They had two pocket goal for years in Copa Berry. Um, so yeah, I, Ivory Coast should do well. I would expect them to be in the last eight, the last four if they're lucky, but I, I, I don't see them winning. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to, I was going to say, let's save these. But we can hit the the West African ones now. So Senegal are the defending champions. Mm. Um, <laughs> from from when they won it, it feels like they sold their soul to win that one. So oh, wow. Mane, Mendy, 
Kulabali, they've all gone to Saudi Arabia. They aren't who they once were. Um, but I do wonder, so you have Ishmael Asar, you have the Sar from Tottenham, whose first two names I'm forgetting. Um, damn. Either way. Um, what do you think they're capable of? Senegal. Uh, quarters, maybe, semis. But, like, they, 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 they wouldn't come close to winning it. No. They wouldn't come close to winning it. I think, like, they maxed out when they won it. Yeah, they'll get a pretty good account of themselves, but I don't expect them to go for quarters, maybe. Maybe yeah. semis. But yeah. but they won't make the final, no. Mm. Have you seen the recent controversy with Sadio Mane? I'm not. I don't, I don't the less not. said, the better. Yeah, the but, less said, the better. Less. She's, she's, she's 26, in my view, so. Yeah, that's the note. I, I read the same. I read the same. Yeah. But, you know, Twitter's Twitter. Um, Ghana. The Black Stars. Mm. I use, man. The IU tax, man. I think this, is, this must be like their 15th or 16th AFCON. <laughs> I have no idea. Look, basically, Abedi Pele tax, pretty much. Um, so they're managed by Chris Hutton, if I yeah. if I remember correctly. At the World Cup, they were managed by Otto Addo, Otto Addo, um, who was a Borussia Dortmund, I think, assistant coach. But they loaned him to Ghana to coach, and since he's either gone back to Germany or something along those lines, Chris Hutton was a director, but now he's become the full time manager. Um, you know, I Ghana are in a down. It feels like they're down, even though they made it to the World Cup and probably could have made it to the group stage if Inyaki Williams doesn't slip for an empty goal. Sometimes I, I randomly I think about that moment. Like, how did you slip? Because the goal was just there. I mean, I mean, what, what about Andrew Ayu's penalty, bro? <laughs> <laughs> ah, man, let's. The IU brothers are their own conundrum. We we understand what that is. You mentioned it already. Their dad is arguably the greatest Ghanaian football yeah. of all time. So, you know, the kids get that. Is it Nepo babies? Is that what we call them yeah. these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nepo so, babies. It is what it is. Um, so I don't I don't see Ghana going far in the tournament, despite you know their relatively decent history. Um, let's 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 do it. Um, <laughs> Their 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 opposite in the in the Jalof Derby would have been <laughs> Nigeria. Um, how are you feeling about about your 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 Super Eagles? Don't get grouped. <laughs> you gotta have higher expectations than group stage. You asked you asked me a question, I give you an answer. Don't get grouped. Like this team isn't coming close to winning it. Like they're not even gonna come close. So my thing is that don't embarrass the nation. So get through with the groups, then let's hope for the best. But the main thing is get through the groups. Like this, yeah. this with a strong lineup, they, they, they lost to Guinea 2-0 in, in a friendly. And oh, that's yeah. supposedly the weak Guinea. Equ- Equatorial and Bissau are supposed to be the stronger Guineas. So, mm. yeah. So if I remember last AFCON 2021, Nigeria got through the group stage with nine points. They beat Egypt in the first game. Ian Nacho scored, I remember. I forget who the other games were. Um, but they definitely ended with nine points and people were feeling really good about Nigeria's chances. And then they played Tunisia. Um, Tunisia are one of those teams. You'd, you'd call them like 
the Uruguay of Africa, I think is something that I've heard quite frequently, mm. where how does a nation this small with this population do so consistently well in AFCONs um, or just in football in general? Like how, what is their secret? What is their secret sauce? It's just a level of organization and care and detail that the Tunisia put in their football, but they play uh, Nigeria and you can't score against the Tunisians once they score first. They just kind of padlock everything. And, um, you know, Nigeria crashed out in the round of 16. So I would ask you, other than being grouped, like let's say Nigeria do get to the round of 16. Mm. What is a successful tournament for Nigeria in terms of, you know, when you visited and people talked uh, or just your own opinion? What is success and what is disaster? So the disaster is is grouped. Yeah. But so success is, is win. <laughs> well, so even if, if they make the semis and they lose in the semifinals, you don't think people would be okay? We're improving. No. no. Hmm. So I say me or the nation. Some combination. There is no combo because there's a difference. So if it's <laughs> okay. the so if it's the nation, semis would be like all right, improvement. Me is like no, that's a failure. <laughs> like the like the only thing that would be short of winning it is losing in the final. Yeah. But my thing is that you are a country of two hundred mil plus. You have the resources. You are football crazy. You should be at the very least reaching the final of every Afcon. Wow, that's your expectation. Yeah, your honest expectation for every Afcon is. A final slash victory. Yeah. 100%. There's never a time where you've thought, ah, it's like a quarterfinal no, team. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Based on who Nigeria are and what, basically, based on what the country is and what they're capable of doing, they are grossly underperforming. Grossly underperforming. But it's not, Nigeria should be like Brazil or Argentina in Copa America. Based on the talents that I know exist, based on the numbers, the population, and based on the resources you have, which is m- more, more than a lot of other African countries, mm. I'm sorry, like you, you have to be doing, be at least reaching the final. So. so this is something that I was thinking about in terms of Nigeria. And I, I think if I, if I have the report right, they lost Boniface. Yeah, he, he's a long-term so they brought in they brought in Mafi. Or Mofi. Is it Mafi or Mofi? Which is so, 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 Yes, but it was probably Mofi or something. Mofi. Um, the amount of just attackers, more more strikers that Nigeria yeah, yeah. has. Zero, zero, ten. To That's what I mentioned. Zero, zero, ten. It's crazy. And, I'm, I'm, and I, I think I asked this in relation to Brazil when we talked about it on your Hangout. But what do you think are the societal factors inside of Nigeria? that make so many strikers why is it that nigeria just constant it's it, it's it goes so far that i think there's only five or six midfielders like on the team sheet mm. that were selected it's like where are the mid where are the midfielders but every the the attacker slash forward thing is just full so i'm like there must be something societally here that's going on and this was a question I heard on another podcast, African uh, Fireside Podcast, but I wanted to bring it to you in particular and, and ask you, what is your opinion on why Nigeria are able to create so many strikers? 
I think, look, I mean, again, maybe it's, you know, it's the mentality of like, you know, I want to be the person I want to score all, all, all the goals. So, and a striker is much more individualistic. And I think mm. that it's crazy though, because I'd say arguably one of the most talented players of all time, let alone Africans, is Okocha. And Okocha was a pure creative playmaker, you know. Number 10. So you think, okay, this is the guy that would inspire many people to have that role. And again, you say to yourself that that's what was Obi Mikel was supposed to be. But I just think that, yeah, like it's just like that's why it's promised because we've never really had the next Okocha come through. Like that midfield is rancid. That that midfield <laughs> I was is, about is to disgusting. Say, like, the, the, the best since since Obi Mikel in terms of talent, the best one arguably is his nephew. Yeah. And if that's the best that we're doing, and it will be. I say we as if I'm Nigerian, but if that's the best that the country is producing in the last 20 years, maybe you could argue Ianacho could have been somewhere along like a number 10. But really, I think he wants to be on the end of things, too. It's just very interesting how certain countries produce certain players and in what volume. You know, like there are some players, there are some countries that just they produce all positions, but like how America or Australia produce goalkeepers. Yeah. Has I think in large part to do because a lot of American sports when you grow up use your hands. Yeah. Australia the same, so it makes sense that they they make good keepers. Nigerian strikers, it maybe has something to do with I want to be the main guy, I'm the big the big boy or whatever it is, and that those who get the, there who get the accolades accolades. Um, so yeah, there's that. But um, for me, I think Nigeria should be looking at a semifinal. Yeah. Semi-final, final. Given the talent that they have, they should have enough goals. In the last tournament, Osimhen wasn't there, if I remember correctly, so at least they have him this time. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Nigeria, relative to the continent, for, like, third-place game, worst case. But putting that expectation on them, they're sure to crash out in the round of 16 again, and my, my whole timeline is going to be a disaster. Because uh, there's way too many Nigerians, and I follow a lot of them. Um, so I got two more countries left, and we'll stick in West Africa for now. French West Africa, however, or you know, Anglophone French um, depends on where you go. Cameroon, because mm. um, we need to talk about the goalkeeper situation. So apparently, v- Andre Onana is going to play a game for Manchester United that will make him miss the first game of the tournament. Then he'll immediately fly to Cote d'Ivoire, and he'll be available for the second game. I think that's how this is going to work. He should he should be in camp. Wait, see, here's my thing: don't don't bother going. If Cameroon still pick him, that that's that's that is that's an issue. The fact that you're not already in camp, bro, you know you know then stay stay where you are. <laughs> like you should already everybody is in the camp now. So how are you like? So you're not staying, and you're now and it comes for the. Huh? So, <laughs> for me, that's down to Edson and the Cameroon effort because if I'm the Cameroon FM, like, either you'll come when camp starts or, all right, you've already made your choice now. Mm. There you go. So, so, I think the, the discrepancy in this particular situation is Andre was retired. So, after the incident in the World Cup, he said, I'm done. I'm not going. Mm. He had the issue with song, uh, Rigobert's song, and he's like, "I'm not going. I'm not. Uh, I'm not playing for the national team anymore." So I guess 
after months of deliberation or whatever it is, Samuel Eto'o convinced Onana to come out of retirement after this season started and after Manchester United bought him. So I guess in Onana's mind, Manchester United bought me with the expectation that I would not be going to AFCON, therefore I would be there for these games. So I guess this is a way to kind of Solomon split the baby in half, even though that's not the point of that story. But, you know, he's trying to do a delicate balance of how do I support Manchester United and seem as if I'm doing my job there, but also honoring this new commitment that I've made to Cameroon. If it were me, I would t- choose. Choose. No, that's it. For, for me, that's sold not like choose. That, choose. <laughs> like, I don't care, but no, no. Either... Which means more, your club career yeah, or so, the so, international so, so, like, team? Don't try and play both with it because from, I've I've never heard of this anything like this happen. It's, no. it's either you stick with your club or you join your team in camp. <laughs> yeah. Even so. even a West Ham lost a game recently and they didn't have access to Mohamed Kudus. Mm. And uh, David Moyes came out and said, it's not fair that Liverpool got to play Salah before he left. And then we play the next day, but we can't play our African players. Is something along the lines yeah, of what yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's correct. Because Kudus should be able to play if Salah could play the day before, but he couldn't. And there's an argument to be made. Not that I was going to say something egregious. Salah is more important to Liverpool than Kudus is to West Ham. Mm. But Kudus is important to West Ham, especially the way he's been playing this season. Mm. And we didn't mention him when we discussed Ghana. But I do think this could be his tournament if Ghana yeah, play well. Yeah. Um, based on how he's looking for for club, but um, yeah, it's it's very strange that they've been able to work this out and that he's willing to do it. But I, it make I can see how it makes sense to Onana. I just don't think it's correct in terms of the competition. Ah, choose, choose, bro, choose. Yeah. Um. But other than Onana, there's his cousin Fabrice Odana, who's the goalkeeper who will probably play the first game. Um. They're gonna miss. Mbwemo, the Brentford striker, he's not going to be there. Who I thought played quite well at the World Cup, to be all things considered. Um, who are the other players that played for Cameroon? Is it Chupa Moting? Is he there? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I know Matip won't be there. Mm. I'm joking. Um, no, no, no. But um, come on, Daniel. Think. Vincent Abubakar mm. is their, their main striker. Um, I don't know if he's at 100 caps, but he must be close to it. Um, there's Carl Ekambi. Carl Toko Ikambi, I believe, who used to play for Lyon, I want to say, but now he's in Saudi Arabia. And um, the midfielder from Napoli, bro. Anguissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Anguissa. Um, so they have, again, they're, they're, they're teams that have, they're good up top. If they have their goalkeeper, they're all right. And there's enough talent in midfield and on the wings with Clinton and Jai and those guys um, to do something. They're another team that I think quarterfinal, semi, um, but if they run into Morocco, Tunisia, Egypt, Nigeria, I would favor uh, one of those teams. Um, and the last team, and I saved them for last because, I mean, you already mentioned this, but they're, they're the team that I think will win is Egypt. Mm. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because it's their last chance to win in this generation. And I feel like they'll be playing with a level of urgency and desperation and care. Yeah that we haven't seen in the previous maybe three or four. Um, so we're looking at El Neni, we're looking at Salah, we're looking at Trezeguet, we're looking at, um, who's the defender? 
Higazi, mm-hmm. um, all of those dudes are at a point where maybe they'll play the next one, and they probably will. But looking at 2027, they're not going to be there. And by the time they reach the next one, they might be a bit too long in the tooth. So if it's going to get done for this Egyptian generation, which should win one and is expected to win one based on Egypt's history in the competition, um, Ivory Coast or bust, essentially. Yeah. And the way that Mohamed Salah is playing at the moment, he's top five in form in the world, you'd say, maybe even three. Gid, unfortunately, I have to use the acronym, mm. but that's what they're under right now. Um, and I, you feel the same way, I, I would assume. Based I just, I just feel the stars are lighting. Like he's super on form, as you said, sense of urgency. I don't think that there are any unbeatable teams out there. I don't think there's a strong dynasty out there. So I just think because of that sense of urgency, and also I just messy. Finally got the World Cup. Pep, finally got the UCL. I think for Salah, he'll now finally get that AFCON. I just think all the stars just seem to be aligning of where guys are now finally getting those dubs that have now eluded them, you know. And he needs it. And he knows that he needs it. He knows he, knows he needs it because it would be crazy where you are arguably... No, you are Egypt's greatest ever player. Egypt's best ever, ever player. And to have never won the AFCON for Egypt, them being winning the most AFCONs and your Egypt's greatest ever player, that would be crazy. Yeah, and they have the, what would it be? The motivation from the last time that they played, which was the final against Senegal where they lost on penalties. I mean, you lost a penalty shootout to Edouard Mendy, which I didn't know was possible. Mm, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Salah, what, he wasn't even there to take, he didn't take a penalty. I remember that being one of the big conversational points that they yeah. saved him to be fifth, but he, they didn't even make it to the fifth penalty. Um, so there was the conversation of should Salah have taken the first one or one of the second one, like which is the most important one to take. I remember that conversation. So um, sometimes the team that loses, I'm thinking maybe of, you know, 2012 Bayern lose the Champions League final and they come back and win a treble in 2013. Like it gives you that added impetus that maybe that extra bit of focus that we don't want this tournament to end like the last one. Mm. So let's go get it done. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at Egypt and I'm thinking if if I'm meant to make a prediction, that's the one I feel best about. Like the country, because Africa is so, how would I say? All the teams feel the same mm. in many ways. No one is really not, standing not, out. Exactly. Like it's, there's parody is what I, is what I would say from the top 10, 11 teams in, in, on the continent. Any one of them, you could create a reason why they would win or why they can't win. Um, which I feel like is good as the World Cup expand, expands. So Africa will go from five nations to nine nations. The next four nations that Africa will add will not detract from their ability to do well. It's not like they're adding, uh, <laughs> you know, let me use my country. It's not like they're adding Uganda. Uganda's <laughs> not in that next four. The next four would have been Nigeria, Ivory Coast, I think, and all those like Mali and different countries like that. Um, Al- Algeria would have been added probably because they lost at the death to Cameroon. Like you would have added teams that could do something in the World Cup. So when it comes to AFCON and you collect them, it's hard to parse which one is at the best place. 
Um, so right now I just I'm 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 a roll with the best player. Now the qu- last question, and then we can get out of here. If Salah wins an Afcon, mm. where does that put him? Because people have been Drogba is like the entry to this conversation on on too many levels actually, because mm. it's Kane v Kane v Drogba that was a thing. Then uh, Jamie Vardy Salah versus Drogba. Dro- Drogba is like is, is, if you is, can't is, be Drogba, then you're not the great. He's like the entryway. You know, no, but I, I feel I, I like think, Salah yeah. is beyond him. So, think, so, so yeah. my yeah. So, so my question here is, where in the pantheon? Does an Afcon for Egypt put Salah? So I think it will hundred percent put him above Drogba. Hundred percent. No, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I, he's above Drogba for me now, because Drogba doesn't have an Afcon to even talk. Salah doesn't have an Afcon. No, but that that that, that puts them on the same level in terms of international oh, no, no, that's accomplishments. No, that's no, that's no. So, 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 so then club accomplishments. Salah's already above DJ. But the point is, DJ is is always used as the barometer for world class or yeah, no, that I mean, that but, that level. I mean, I mean, I mean, plus, I mean, you can still go back and forth because again, Drogba just has that crazy iconic UCL final moment. So, just <laughs> so, that, iconic, so that's kind of iconic moment is what can say okay, well. Did the thing, but Salah's been more accessible, but the bro, what he did against Bayern in that final was freaking insane. <laughs> insane. But this African would then 100 percent not even it's not it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a debate. No, it won't. It won't. It would, I, him, it would put him across. So But then but then where? Yeah, it will put him it will put him over um Drogba. So now it's about him, Yayatsuri, Etso. I think that he can't he, he can't surpass Etso. It's impossible. Like it's like I I just think it's impossible because Eto's resume is stupid. Now with him and Yatsuri, it becomes now it now becomes an interesting de- debate mm-hmm. because if he does win it and he's a star and he's the key person, it's like then could even look at his EPL resume, the Champions League because remember Yatsuri wasn't pivotal to that Barca UCL the way that Salah was for Liverpool and look at where everything done. Then he can say that maybe put it, but. Eto's resume is stupid. It's like trophy for Real Mallorca, two trebles back to back, score in two different UCL finals. Not a penalty, a goal from an open play, which changed mm. the course of the game in two different finals. Two, the the leading Afcon. goal scorer in Afghan history has an yeah. Afghan. Like it's 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 too much. It's crazy. It's, it's too crazy. much. So yeah, his his resume and what he was to those teams is cemented. Yeah. So for me, like there are certain players in the pantheon where they might not have certain accolades, but what they represent. So I'm thinking of a Roger Miller, George Weah. I'm, I'm thinking of George Weah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if a culture reaches that level, and, and to, he's he's he's, he's is, one of he, those he, like streets won't talent. forget. Is it just pure yeah. talent? Pure like, talent. Like a culture's like streets won't forget, but because yeah. I, I was trying to think of a Nigerian, the closest I got was maybe Kanu. Kanu, UCL for but, Ajax, you know. Um, or, or actually, like I'm saying, like you got George. There's, uh, who else? Um, oh, no, no, you know, so you know, Roger Miller, where Yasuka Kano Wanko. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of Nigerians. Like, are there how many Nigerians are really in this pantheon? To be honest, it's really just Kano Wanko. Because oh, so because we see like Rashidi Yakini is more of a domestic legend of exactly. what he did domestically. Like, it, that's a name that flashed while I was thinking, but I was like, really? There's there's Finity George, Kano Wanko. There's 
Okocha. Who's the one? Oh, uh, Sunday Olise. Sunday. Uh, but like, no, I don't know if no. they really reached no, that no, no, level. Like, they have moments. Like it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's, like Okocha and Olise, they're not in that great convo. Finidi George, maybe kind of won't go for for sure. Kind of won't go for sure. Yeah. So I think you know Salah would be. I don't because can you put Roger Miller down? Based on what he represented at the time that he did it, or George Weah, because he's playing for Liberia, so he's never really going to have that yeah, chance no, no, to no, win no, yeah, an you, you against him. But like, the singular, but but the singularity of their talent, you can't deny it, especially in Weah's case, because yeah. he might be the best footballer Africa has produced. It's just you're never going to get to a World Cup or win an Afcon with Liberia. Yeah. Certainly not in the era that he played, which was the 80s and 90s and all the turmoil that was going on there. So. But he's the only Ballon d'Or winner from the continent. But I, Salah winning puts him on an, a, a, a justifiable new level. This is how I'll put it. Yeah. But I wonder how Egyptians feel about that, you know? Because for me, there's... How would I put it? If I were Egyptian, I would have an expectation that he should have won one already. So does winning put him in a new place or it's just like finally like duh you were supposed to do that i don't know but we'll have to watch the game to find out so have hope any last words who is your who so egypt is your projected winner if not egypt then who oh then that's why it makes it exciting i have no no idea beyond egypt (laughs) it's literally anybody can get it because literally Mm. anybody can get it if not Egypt, so that's one. That's why this will be so exciting because I can't even ask you who do yeah. you want to win because you're biased. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> who would I want to win? Someone asked me earlier, and I said Ghana, but I have a soft spot for Ghana. Um, maybe Tanzania are there. That'd be nice. That'd be mm-hmm. a good story. Or Zambia, maybe. Um, but yeah, shout out to the to to the cranes, man. They let me down again. <laughs> anyway, talk attack this podcast. We do the podcast every Wednesday. We thank you guys for listening. Remember to share the podcast on your yes, social sir. medias or wherever. Make it happen, um, yo. Check out our second pod, which is talking race, Africa, and people. Trap baby. Have hope. Have hope. Where can people find you? Could, you can either find me on the streets or halfofootballhot.com. or Club Shay Shay. Yep. Talking that this podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We will see you guys next week. Peace. One love. One love. One love. Sports Social Podcast Network.